Hello and welcome to my She Slays International Women's Week specials. Today it's She Slays Wellness and I'm very pleased to welcome onto the show Bhavna Harchandra who over the last two and a half decades has been an inseparable part of the fitness industry in this city as well as this country. Hey Bhavna, wonderful to have the chirping of the birds in the background. <laughs> I understand that you're you're in a getaway in Panchgani. Thank you for yes, talking to us. In Rockside Panchgani. Lovely. Uh, how are you doing? And a happy, happy International Women's Day and Women's Week to you. Thank you. Happy International Women's Week to you and to everyone. I want to start with when and how you started your fitness journey, Bhavna. Would you do a small rewind and talk to us about that? I love to. So I started my fitness journey as far as I can recollect since forever. So when I was young in my school days, I was a sports enthusiast. I self-learned since I didn't have the formal training. I self-learned a lot of sports, which was swimming and TT, tennis, table tennis, carom, throw ball. And I went on to become the sports captain of my school. So my love for fitness began from a very initial stage. My college days, I was known to be the early bird waking up and, you know, going for early morning walks and scheduling one hour evening walks. And imagine the college teens, I would wake up my friend at 7 a.m. even on a Sunday and say, hey, joining me for a walk. Of course, they thought I was insane, but yeah. <laughs> and um, then moving forward, much later on, I was studying for my MBA. And at that time, Ramavan's classes in uh, South Bombay were the sure. big hit, like aerobics was the in thing. And just out of curiosity, I went to have a look and I saw, it's you know, these people moving in sync in their, you know, awesome Lycra, cool fitness gear, pulsating peppy music and, you know, all those friendly vibes. And I was in love. I was hooked. So I changed my profession or rather education path to fitness uh, in 1998. I decided to follow my heart and pursue my passion into fitness. That's wonderful. Now, all of us, when we find our true calling, when we find what we want to live out our creative expression, we also understand and we have an innate understanding of what our USP could be, our unique selling proposition. You know, if you ask me what I bring to the table as far as radio and uh, and voice is concerned, I, I have a fair idea of where I need to improve and what my USP is. What can you say is your USP, Bhavna, and what have you brought to a fitness industry which is already burgeoning and, you know, a lot of luminaries have, have left their mark or their stamp. So let's talk about that. In the 2000s, early 2000s, aerobics was like, was big. Gyms had started sprouting. And I would say I I was instrumental in introducing boot camp training, which is, you know, military style, sergeant drill kind of training to Mumbai. In fact, it was covered by a lot of newspapers. And now it's become so common. Functional training, no equipment training, boot camp training, all in the various forms. That happened in 2006, after which I introduced trampoline fitness and penalty box fitness much later wow. uh, to the fitness industry. So I feel that is my little uh, drop in the ocean of a contribution <laughs> to the fitness industry. Coming to the USP, I think you have to be eager as a learner to keep picking up different kind of exercise forms and maybe incorporating it in your own style, which is what I've done over a period of uh, 24 years. I've picked up at least 20 certifications or attended courses and my USP is to combine them and make it into a, like a fun fitness package. So when we did trampoline fitness, we did boxer size and bounce, we did trampoline tabata, we did ball and bounce. I do combination of cardio holding a stability ball, step class with the stability ball, cardio holding those dino bands. So I, I feel I can do a lot of combination workouts, which just makes it more like fun fitness package. 
Wonderful, you know, because you've got to keep your protégés or your trainees on their toes. You've got to keep your protégés or your trainees on their toes constantly, lest they get bored of of the workout. Right, fun is an important aspect. You have to spice up your workouts. You have to inject a bit of madness into your sessions. You have to let your personality shine out. Only then do they feel that, you know, this is a workout while going to others. Anyone currently especially can go uh, online and express, go for YouTube videos or streaming videos, right? But when you put that element of fun and you keep the workout fresh and interesting and also safe and effective, then that's what brings your clients back. Bhavna, we've seen fitness and its perception go through a sea change over the mm. last few decades. I, I talk mm. to sports people all the time. Mm. And when I speak to somebody like a Sunny Gavaskar or then a Sachin Tendulkar or more recently, you know, the, the cricketers of this era, mm. you notice the change over the decades. Like Mr. Gavaskar would say, you know, we take a round off the, of the CCI mm. and then we'd start playing our game or you take one round of the one day and get there. Mm. And then you see in the 90s that, you know, they started doing a lot of gym work. And now, of course, they're all, they're like machines, isn't it? I mean, they're spending so much time. These are professional mm. sports people. But even otherwise, mm. for people who are just viewing fitness as a way of life, what are the mm. changes that you've seen in the perception of fitness since you've been in the profession, like you said, from 1998? So let's mm. go through the, the end of the 90s, uh, leading up to the 2000s and the, the 10s and now the 20s. Okay, so in the 1990s, gyms were like very few and far-fetched. Okay, so strength training was not given a lot of importance or attention. There was some Akhadas and um, Hanuman Gym or Shivaji Park and things like that. Charni Road had uh, the Tarvarkars, iconic Tarvarkars there. So people didn't see strength training as a very important aspect of this. So that has started, of course, growing now and with more of an understanding of a holistic approach to fitness. Then we moved on to the 2000s where you had international figures, Jane Fonda, Tony Little, Jillian Michaels, and I'm speaking from a group exercise point of view too, and fitness industry which was not seen as a very glamorous, lucrative profession, was suddenly given a boost because they took it to a different vertical, sure. right? And that's when I joined the bandwagon, essentially, around that time. Then it was seen as this, you know, aerobics was seen as high choreography, a lot of, you know, complex footwork put in. Now I feel towards the, the later half, now people just want a hardcore workout. They want a good workout, but they don't want to exercise their minds. They want it to be mind-boggling. Back then, you come from a hard day of work and your workout was complex, you were still okay with it. But now people want to just get at it. They want it to be, of course, effective and time efficient. It's not that I've had a very hard day of work and I don't want to again sit and overthink my workout. I want to go for something like Zumba where even if it's dance is repetitive, HIIT, bootcamp, AMRAP programs. So that has become the current trend now. Easy to follow. Easy to follow and, and scientific. scientific. Time efficient and scientifically planned. Yeah. Yeah. That's and coming to the athletes and the sportsmen, they work through a very uh, different kind of module, right? Oh. Everything of theirs from the meal plans to their fitness regime is very planned. Even when you're going through vegan uh, diets, everything is very planned. You can't compare an average exerciser to an elite athlete or a sportsman. The knowledge has become vast. You, you'll be surprised to know, but Jane Fonda was called the best and the worst thing that happened to fitness. Why the worst? Because, the yes. Best I can understand. Because <laughs> she was the best because she got like the whole glamour and, you know, the like Liotas and the fun aspect of fitness in as opposed yeah. to like a solitary personal trainer standing in one spot and maybe counting. That was a perception. That was a perception. But the format that she followed was wrong and a lot of people got injured. So through those learnings, wow. they realized that, hey, you need to warm up before doing 
doing maybe your short stretches or you need to do active dynamic stretches first then finish a full workout and then go for the long stretches getting your heart rate up getting a pulse lower or then a cool down so as a fitness instructor we have seen that change where we've learned that's very very interesting bhavna bhavna covid has been a trying time for a lot of us especially people like you you know who are used to the touch and feel aspect you've been meeting your clients now you've had to shift to a, a virtual session in that dynamic what is the change in people's workout habits post covid 19 i'd like to know from you so covid did away with overcrowded gyms and packed fitness classes people started working out at home so workouts became more hybrid they became more high repetition and low resistance since we were working with more with our body weight and the light apparatus that we would have around dumbbells and home equipment you know water bottles and bags and things like that so also the initial fear and uncertainty of covid let people introspect your workouts became more centered people moved to yoga more pilates even zumba dance box exercise because they wanted to just feel good we did not know what is the next step it was a trying time for all of us so it just made us more focused towards ourselves self care and self awareness now i feel when the lockdown opened out everyone started making plans with the friends to go for walks so instead of meet over coffee it became meet over walks cycling clubs ballooned so things like that happened where people were in outdoor uh, training functional training in the gardens and parks that has been a bit of a change gym goers a regular gym goers were used to lifting really like heavy duty uh, weights big bulky musculature leading to big bulky meals and we learned that moderation is now the key your workouts became you know easier more immunity focused which is not hardcore your meals also became smaller portion controlled and home cooked meals i think everything became a little more balanced because you had self awareness and time to think about yourself That's very beautifully put. There's an article that you wrote for a prominent daily, which mm-hmm. is now a weekly, and I'd like you know our our audiences to share in that knowledge. It was basically about building immunity during COVID, and I loved it because it gave a 360 degree perspective about now on how you can use you know exercise and you know vitamins and diet to build one's own immunity. I mean, there's very little in our own control. So instead of worrying about what virus might hit us or not hit us, can we just look inward was what that was all about so tell right. us more please thank you for the compliment if i recollect the article was stay fit at home true so when yes. we were all home bound we had this tendency of maybe binge watching netflix binge eating while binge watching a uh, sleep cycles went for a bit of a toss so we had to come back and refocus on how we can get our nutrients our sleep our exercise everything back according to the circadian rhythm of our lives and uh, that's again coming back back to introspection we keep everything in moderation our exercises instead of high intensity interval training move to more easier forms because that was proven to build immunity and to sustain well because there was so to be active all day instead of delegating work to our staff we were doing our own work so instead of them burning calories we were burning our own calories making the bed laying the table doing the dishes so that became a very I would say happy addition to our homebound lives regarding food I advise not to cut down or eliminate any kind of food groups such as keto diets or going to extreme fasts also stick to like eating wholesome meals wholesome grains because the carbohydrates are very important to build your immunity whether it's uh, millets grains potatoes all of that include protein in every meal some immunity boosting foods like 
coconut oil, virgin coconut oil. Two tablespoons taken daily, it uh, helps to boost immunity. It's called an immunomoderator. And of course, the added benefits are glowing skin, shining hair, you know, it flushes out excess fat. We stick to more home-cooked meals with all our Indian dietary goodness of all our masalas and um, turmeric and jeera, ajwain, all our spices, cloves, long, elite, all that. So that also helped to build our immunity system up. And addition that we needed to do is take trouble to soak up some sun because vitamin D was proven to be a good strong deterrent to COVID. So take the trouble to get some vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, include vitamin C, zinc in the diet. All of that was important. And most important, I think, was mental wellness. So many chanting groups came about free. Generally, I would personally travel to go for a pranic healing uh, meditation class. And now it is available free online just at a click of a button. So these groups where the I am presence, there's a Namho presence, there's a Buddhist chanting, pranic healing, like I said, started offering free sessions online in groups. I mean, imagine the energy of that and just the selfless act of giving and making people feel good and centered in trying times. Lovely. Hey, I believe there's an upcoming book. Many, many congratulations. Uh, can you give us Thank a sneak you. peek into what it's what it's all about and how much you put into it? Okay, so I think that's a culmination. The book is a culmination of my learnings over a period of decades. I'm very excited about the book. Fingers crossed it should be out in a few months. It's as opposed to a fitness book, which just tells you do this, then do that, then do this. It's a story of a girl and how she's trying to form a balanced, holistic approach to fitness in her own way. It makes you exercise independent. So it focuses on how you can build your own strength training plans, cardiovascular fitness, walking guidelines. How do you progress in walking? Your own dietary guidelines according to your lifestyle, mental wellness, flexibility, how that's so important and integral in our lives. And it's in a fun story format. There are also many little surprises thrown in which I can't divulge right now. Fair but enough. It's going to be a fun read, not do you, something do you have a title? boring. Do you, have a title? do you have a title for it as yet, Bhavna? Yes, it's the five fingers of fitness, which is basically wow. the five fundamentals of fitness. Cardiovascular, strength, flexibility, diet and mental well-being. We look forward to that. I'm just curious to know, at the beginning of this interview, you, you mentioned it. It's also a very prominent part of your CV. Penalty box training. Treat me as the ignoramus here. <laughs> but, but fill me in. What really is penalty box training? And you know, you're, you're certified by the American Council on Exercise for that. Yeah, so penalty box training is a, a US-based online training format. They give you a box which opens out into a grid. So somewhat like a ladder in agility drills and it also folds to make hurdles. So you can use it in various forms. It is light. It is weightless. So, I mean, it's portable. So you can take it anywhere and do your workout, whether you want to do functional training or whether you want to do additional agility and sports training with it. Why? Penalty. Because every exercise they delegate to you, you have to perform for one minute. If at all, you shift the grid. Now you have to respect your workouts. Sure. Like if yeah. I, books are knowledge, you wouldn't kick a book, right? So for us fitness instructors, dumbbells are also very like blessed. Yeah. I wouldn't kick a penalty box or shift it while doing the workout. So if you do that, if the hurdle drops, if the grid shifts, you have to do a penalty of 20 push-ups, hands and toes, Whoa. and then get back into the workout. So you want to focus on your actual workout because 
once the box is displaced you do the penalty and get back in wow sounds hectic <laughs> must you must give it a shot <laughs> i'm very very pleased that you've taken cognizance of mothers and uh, how hard they work uh, whether they're mm-hmm. homemakers or working mothers and you did these mom and baby workout sessions with the designer nishka lulla uh, yes. had lots of fun doing it and what are the kind of reactions that you got and what really were those sessions all about for people who haven't seen them So firstly Nishka Lula is a very hands-on mom I must say a very devoted dedicated mom uh like our so many moms out there and she wanted to do a workout where she can get her baby along and incorporate her in the fitness training sessions now I have seen my old my own elder sister who lives in the US who has no help no nannies and running a house and helping her husband at work she would go everywhere with a baby even she'd be lying down she'd wrap the baby up and do like a bench press she'd do push-ups over the baby she would and she would take her kids to the garden she put them and she would doing like a push down with the seesaws so i i took a lot of help from my elder sister to incorporate this into nishka's workout wow. so we did a lot of interesting move lunges with twists so right through she was holding a baby you know a baby bell swings and her baby was having a blast <laughs> So it's just a way to incorporate your child into your fitness regime. You can use them as a load or as a, as a prop, if my if I may say, and uh, get a great workout. So it's good for the moms who don't have any uh, external help with their kids too. That is so cool. That is so. That became a big hit on social media, by the way. Huh? It yeah. went to like seventy-five thousand views or something on that one video. which is an opportune moment for you to give out your social media handle so if people mm-hmm. want to follow bhavna arjun rai uh, you know get tips get all your videos you know stuff like this stuff that you did with nishkalullah where can we find you to you give out your instagram or your facebook or your twitter uh, please give us the handles on instagram i'm at bhavna harchand rai which is my full name on facebook i'm bhavna m harchand rai and i'm not on twitter etc so that's bhavna m harchand rai on facebook and bhavna harchand rai on instagram let's yes. sign off this this wonderful session with what you think are fitness myths you know some big fitness myths that you've come across in your career a myth that you want to bust before we say bye okay so mostly i train uh, females so the number one fitness myth that i i have experienced in my two decades of uh, fitness instructorhood are uh, if i lift weights i'm going to look like hulk hogan so i just yeah yeah it's like arms will become bigger than my husband's thighs i want to look feminine and i want to say so long as there's a challenge you are have an overload in your muscles and one is tend you to go all out like back to the moderation is key or progressive overload that right. we have discussed right so long there's an adequate challenge your muscles will grow you will strengthen and you are not going to look like hulk hogan right so that is the biggest fitness myth another one is like i don't need to do strengthening i do yoga i go for walks of course they have their own benefits yoga is so therapeutic it's great for you in every way especially the breathing aspects also and walking is great but it's an activity and it's not exercise so you have to know you have to go to the one level higher you have to add that element of overload to be able to see any change so that's another thing you can't which is what my whole book the five fingers of fitness is about you can't only do this or only do that i diet so i don't need to exercise I'm sorry what is that why do you not need to exercise it's it's great for you it's good for your uh, immunity for your bones so your muscle gain anti aging it's great in every which way so these are some of the myths that i come across some people say i i, I don't want to lift weights because i'm an outdoorsy person i'm like uh, what does that mean are you a traffic hawaldar um, postman 
courier boy you know i just try to wonder what they're trying to say it's it's all mostly related to strength training definitely go do functional training out go for treks go for cycling but you do do need to add that external resistance to your body also Excellent. so bhavna chandra has been an absolutely fascinating session on my she slays wellness mm-hmm. i couldn't have asked for a better guest to bust all those myths give us a holistic 360 degree perspective on wellness thank you very very much and have a good day up ahead bye bye thank you thank you same to you this is a pleasure